Julie Lee, welcome to, we're on episode two of Love ADHD. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, Tony. Thanks. <laughs> Have you been mobbed in the streets after the the debut of Love you know, ADHD? Yeah, that first week was rough, but people are calming down a little. It's it's going to be okay. I've hired a personal security guard. <laughs> okay, there, outside. Just, you know, it's going to be worth it in the end for all this public attention. I think it'll be worth it. We're doing a good thing. It's just hard to be a celebrity is all. I was going to say that's the sacrifice that we make. I mean, it's hard work. It is. I think we've put a grand total of about five minutes into the preparation of this episode, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Correct. So today I am going to ask you questions about your ADHD. Um, I'm excited. I am as well. I'm also stalling. I think that this is the part where we'll be talking all about the fun things of ADHD of where I forgot where I put the, the, uh, the oh yeah. Okay. I remember. I remember it's over here. It's over here. Okay. <clears throat> did I already do hi, Julie? I did. Hi, Julie. You sure did. Okay. Hi, Tony. Okay. Okay. Julie. Okay. I really, I am very curious though. What was your impression of ADHD prior to your diagnosis? What did you think about when you would hear ADHD? Well, I have a few people close to me that have it, that are kids, yeah. especially. <laughs> and it is exactly what we hear about, like Calvin and Hobbes mm. and just bouncing off the wall. I'm thinking of one in particular he just is a thrill seeker. He's running into things constantly. He talks super big. He's never stops moving. He's one of my favorite people in the whole world. And he's a kid, right? I know, right? So ADHD, I guess I always thought of as kind of a kid thing. I think about kids with it more than anything. I also have another, a close uh, family member who's an adult that has it. And he is so funny about it. And I know Adderall's helped him a ton, but we're really different in a lot of ways that okay. I just never considered that I was anything like these things, if that makes sense. Well, what were the things that you, if you had to say without giving your stuff away yet, what did you think about this person or what were the things that stood out? They forgot where they were going. Okay. One really big thing is they would start talking about something, stop, and then be quiet for a long time or go away. And then they would like hours later, jump back in mid sentence as if I should know that we're going back to that conversation. That is a very stereotypical thing that mm. is a funny quirk that I've always noticed with this person growing up. It's very bright, very, yeah. I'm not saying who it is. Cause I haven't asked permission. I'm pretty sure he won't care anyways, but he's my older brother and I would trust him with anything artistic. Like I let him cut my hair he he's just very meticulous and uh -huh. he will do the best job ever. He helped me build my retaining wall in the back and it was just incredible and perfect. Whatever he does really well, he's insane at. Okay. Like I trust him more than anyone else. He does this thing where I'll even ask him a question and he won't respond. And then two hours later, he'll answer it. He's also a pacer. So I don't know. I mean, I'm coming at this having no idea what exactly is what, because I don't have the background you do. This is all new to me, but these are the things that stick out about that person. So I don't know. Are you, you're thinking stuff. I can tell. Oh, it's funny. Cause a lot of things, and again, I'm, I've got a full, nice, busy practice. And I had a session with somebody today and this was what we were talking about because they were saying, I didn't think I have it because of this. And it's one thing. So I'm 
really on time and early to everything. And most ADHD, like the stereotype is that they're not, but then there's a, there's a good reason why, because of my childhood, whatever. And then this person is, is late to things. And so it, I think that's the funny thing where people then say, okay, well, here's the stereotypical things. I don't have those. So it must not be me. But as we get into the episodes, I can't wait to talk about all the different kinds of things that are part of ADHD, all the fun things, Julie. Mm -hmm. And it's making me think about what are things someone would say about me that's very specific to me. And like one for me is I'm really clean for the most part, very clean, very stressed out with mess. Naturally, I obviously have to cope with that and I'm not a psycho about it, but naturally I like no clutter as simple as possible minimalist, which Mm. I know a lot of people with ADHD and that is almost opposite of how they function. Oh, I, so if I more could show reasons you, why yes. never this felt familiar to me. No. And I was going to say, I could, if I turn my camera a little bit, I have like secret things hidden behind my therapy chair or so. And it's funny because people will have their special place. You know, you have an ADHD corner, for example. But I like what you're saying. So it's not that then, oh, well, you must not have it then. It's pretty fascinating. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. Okay. So then how old were you when you really started to actually, when did you first suspect that now, I guess maybe, ha- have you ever thought, I wonder, or has it really come completely out of the blue for you? No, it's been completely out of the blue. No. So 33, obviously, you yeah. know, because uh, yeah. I told you right away. Yeah. So this year, no, never, ever, never, never, ever, ever. It wasn't until someone else pointed it out to me. And I thought that, I thought I've always been treated for anxiety and depression. I have some pretty good childhood trauma to back up, you know, some of the PTSD symptoms I've had. I've done a ton of work in therapy. You know, we know never did I think about ADHD. And also I come from a place growing up where there was just a lot of conversations about using diagnoses as excuses and different things. And so I carry some shame about like, anytime I tell someone I have ADHD, I immediately assume that they're like, yeah, you and everyone else overdiagnosed all the things. And I've done a lot of practice of not caring what people think. And I'm like, ah, well, medicine works. So let's call it whatever. But no, I no no clue. None until someone, my friend brought it up to me asking, I think I said this before, like, you're fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you ever wondered if you have anything? We talked about this on the virtual couch. Have you ever been tested for attention? And I was like, so thrown off. I'm like, no. And then talked to my brother a little bit about it. And he started describing some of it. And then I looked up female adult symptoms and ADHD. And what I felt was relief, to be honest. Okay. I just didn't want to be fooled though. I didn't want to be one of those people that was like, and let's layer another diagnosis on top, especially just publicly when I speak, I'm pretty open with my mental health journey. And so there is this demon that can show up of like, of course you have ADHD, right? Like it's one more thing. And I'm like, I don't know. Like that's, that's the point of all this. We're all human trying to figure it out. And Hey, what were the symptoms that stood out when you were looking up the symptoms for females with ADHD? Okay. Losing things, just being overwhelmed easily, never getting done as much as you want to a level that it causes you, like anxiety and stuff. Impulsive decision-making, big time with me. You've even noticed that, big time. Yeah, we've had some fun with that. Is I drive my brother crazy because he does not make quick decisions. He avoids, we've talked about this. He avoids decisions because it's overwhelming. The way I do it is I make it right away and I don't want to talk about it again. I want it done because it's then I don't have to keep track of it anymore. 
I want to make okay. a decision right now. I don't want to study it out. I don't want I want to buy the thing right now. And it drives some people crazy. Yeah. It's a weakness and a strength, right? Because I also get crap done. Like I get it done. Things that I would never do or other people won't do because they worry about it for so long. And I just do it. Yeah. So there's positive I can see, but yeah, the impulsivity, another one. So we talk about hyperactivity. I have bitten my nails like a child since I was three, probably. And I still struggle just as bad. I'm not kidding. And I pick like till they'll bleed. It's, I don't even realize I'm doing it. I have done this. I have struggled because like I go and I'm going to be filmed professionally. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. shoot, I, my nails are a disaster. At some point, I'm going to make it a priority that I might need to be someone that I just get my nails done for the fact of I am not mature enough to handle them. Yeah. <laughs> it is so hard. But that's the thing. You think about the kid bouncing off the walls, right? The kid that can't sit still. But this is me. I pick constantly. I don't even realize I'm doing it. I'm cleaning out my nails. I like overdo it. I literally, this fidget cube, and I go back to the day, this one I've had for years to the point where if you look at the, their, my thumb oils have worn off like a little patch. Ah. And, and when I bought this one on the Kickstarter back in the day, and then they were so backed up and then they started producing them out of China. And then I went through like a million of them and I would buy them by the case and I would give them to my clients. And it's so funny because that was the first thing that I, and I remember I would take it with me at times and I would be embarrassed and I would keep it in my pocket. It. But then over time, it stopped me from picking my cuticles. And did you he know that? cuticles too. Oh, all the time. And I actually, I, I still, that. yeah, if I, I will leave my fidget cube over in my therapy chair. And then sometimes when I, I'm here doing a Zoom session, I have my squishy brain that I'll squish or I'll pick my, I'll pick my cuticles still. Hey, that is so fascinating because seriously, like my sister, she does her nails really nice and we'll be somewhere together, like on a trip together and she'll do my nails really nice. And an hour later, she looks over at me and I picked up half of them and I have not even realized. And she's yeah. like, one time she like yelled at me and she's like, what in the world? Like, why? You know? And I was like, huh. so now it's a joke. I'm like, will you do my nails? I'll try so hard this time. Cause I like, I like it when they look nice. I just struggle so much. I, I was thinking so about hard. this. I, I never understood these until I got one. And that that is so it's like the, the, right, the fidget spinner. Yeah. And so it's so funny because I think this is part of that. As an adult, sometimes people would get these and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I like that. And then it goes back to that. Oh, you don't have ADHD, my friend. If that I mean, maybe they do, but right. it's been a game changer. I wear it out. And then the spinner. And so I'm playing with toys as an adult. And that's been I've very never satisfying. Tried that. And maybe it would be really helpful. I really should because I mean, it's better than. Yeah. Being a masochist and like making myself yeah. bleed all the time. I think so. I think so. I mean, yeah. it seems like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just down so, to saying. Those are some of the big things that I saw. Yeah. The nails thing since I was little and that I, and I've just noticed other people don't get it. They're like, mm -hmm. why do you still struggle so much with biting your nails and all of these things? And I've, I've just never thought of it as hyperactivity. Yeah. So then, and then I'm curious though, how, is it still so new that are you, I know you've said some really nice things about, but it's, there's good stuff or it can be good or superpower. Right. Are you trying to convince yourself at this point or are you aware of things that you really do appreciate about it at the, yet? I do think I'm aware of things that I appreciate about it. I think I feel really undereducated about it, that it stresses me out a lot still. Yeah even though I know it's probably that I don't, I haven't quite figured out 
this is how I do ADHD. Yeah. But there's some compassion, I guess, of that. I'm not crazy. And okay, here's another one. Offending people by saying things that you shouldn't. Not having a filter as much. Yeah, that's a challenge. (laughs) Is it, Tony? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But being... Like some people are jerks, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People are just the worst. Most people aren't, but there are some people that want to hurt and be mean. I am not one of them. Okay. I have a lot of faults. I suck at some things, but I am genuinely a nice person that likes people and likes to make people feel good. I can be confident in that. Yeah. So I have had these moments where people are offended by me and I'm lost because they think I am like the worst. And I'm like, no, I know I like you and want you to be happy. And I feel so bad. Yeah. And another ADHD thing, I don't know if it said this specifically, but I beat myself up constantly of yeah. just, just not being able to measure up. And that can be a lot of things, right? Like it's a smattering, but there's just so much of a pattern through all of it that I was like, yeah. And this is why I'm so excited about what we're doing. Cause I, I really, we're, I feel like now as the show kind of evolves, I want to go through all of the, the things with ADHD and I want your take on it. And maybe it's where I've been and where you're going. And so I was curious, let, let me run through, this is from the book ADHD 2.0, which I also call the scriptures or the Bible. And it's by these doctors, Hollowell and Rattay, and they've done several books on ADHD and they've really helped me so much, but tell me if you identify with some of these things. So this is, and I love this. They call how they say how it has paradoxical tendencies. So it's contradictory paradoxical tendencies because some of the things can sound like they are amazing and some can be a challenge. So tell me just if what you think about. So one of them is unexplained underachievement, but, and that doesn't mean that it has to resonate because a lot of times with ADHD, it's the person who doesn't feel like they are living up to their potential. Mm-hmm. but they can't quite put their finger on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Oh yes. That resonates for sure. Yes. Okay. And anything come up for with you or any yeah. stories from that? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Some, so I really, really struggled with textbook reading in college, anything like that. I can do homework where it's like concrete tasks pretty well. I got this sheet done. Great. Mm-hmm. But as far as even prepping for a speech, I'm like, I don't know how much I want to say publicly, but I really, really, really struggle to practice. It is the thing that probably keeps me from being way better than I could be because I, and I was the same way when I was a teacher, I struggled to sit and prep very hard. Like I can do it for 15 minutes and then I need to wing it Yeah, because I'm going out of my ever living mind. Yeah, And it's the same with speaking. It's almost like I'd rather... I have my tiny little outline and I'd rather wing it than it stresses me out the I'm going to recite it, but I love speaking and I practice it a lot because I do it. But I also feel like I c- probably could be so much more polished, but that part of the work is so incredibly hard for me. But like putting up a podcast, doing these concrete tasks that aren't just this vague getting better. I'm a monster at, like I get complimented for how much crap I get done all the time. Very productive that way. Yeah. And that's the paradox, really. And and this is where I want to tell you, maybe we will have to play every episode the, did you know that this is normal game? Because, you know, I speak a lot as well. And and I came to an acceptance quite a while ago. I'll never practice. And sometimes people will, if I'm doing something with somebody, they'll say, hey, can we run through it? And I'm like, oh, oh, that's poor dear. Like, I, I can't. No, that's, 
I, I won't be, but I'll stand but here. But we don't want to use it as an excuse. I don't want to do a bad job. But that's where, and, and this is what I love about it. But I think when one learns to truly embrace their ADHD, this is, I'm so passionate about this part is I, there's an acceptance and acceptance mm-hmm. doesn't mean apathy. It's like, if I accept it, uh, I'm taking it in without defense in its entirety. Cause once I accept that I'm not practicing, then I'm not like, oh, I should, or I shouldn't, or what if I, it's like, oh, I don't. And then I'm, and I'm being and doing. And you remember when it's, and look at this, I've, I've, my emotional maturity and my ADHD has made your episode about me now. But when we saw each other and I was doing that Wallsburg event and I had four hours to cover. Yes. And yeah. So I, so Kurt cut me off at hour five and I didn't prepare. And that was, and I told myself on that one, just, I think like maybe what you're saying, I'm like this time, cause it's four hours and it's film. I will be preparing. And I, I literally went to the airport about an hour and a half early because like I'll prepare now, but then I got to the airport and I'm like, ah, but they actually have a squeeze burger here at the airport. And like that, those are good. And so then I didn't, I just never did. So I feel like that'll be some of the fun things to talk about of that. It's pretty normal. And and what that looks like with acceptance. Um, But we put in work hours. That's what's crazy. You are one of the busiest working people I know, but it's all doing fun stuff. And it's all by my pants stuff. Yeah. Yes. You're being you. Right. And I I get to be me and talk about what I'm passionate about. Yeah. So look at this. I'll pick and choose some of the other paradoxical, wonderful gifts from ADHD from the book. But one of them says, and this is a high degree of creativity and imagination that people with ADHD at any age often possess intellectual effervescence, he says. But unfortunately, the natural, he says, the natural sparkle can be snuffed out by years of criticism, reprimands, redirection, lack of appreciation, frustrations. So it's like when we're not allowed to just be, then we start to get that rejection, which then snuffs out our effervescence. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I think for me, what comes to mind is people being stressed out in my behalf with how I do things. And so I remember I was going to present at the governor's mansion in front of the first lady lady. And I remember telling someone that, and they were like, what are you going to say? And I, I was like, oh, I have no idea. It's, and it was tomorrow. And they were like, well, you need to, and there's not yeah. that stresses me out because they're yeah. like, uh, and I'm like, I think it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I have no idea. Yeah. And just being frustrated by like, well, how did you say it? What did you say to him? Like, did, did, oh, you shouldn't have said it like that, that kind of stuff. I'm like, right. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's very stressful. And there's ah, like, I'm so big into self-improvement and I so believe in it and not just being like, this is the way I am. I treat people bad. Right. But I'm like, I don't treat people bad, but yeah, I have some of these tendencies that I'm just trying to figure out how to work with. And I'm not willing to go to a shameful place about that. Yeah. And then that, you know, that whole concept of differentiation is I can separate my thoughts and emotions from someone else's. So we get those feelings a lot because of, oh, I'm feeling that way because of this person. Yes. And so then that's where I love that concept of, oh, then, oh, I'm good, but that's a them issue. Right. And then those same people, they'll watch me do what I do often. And they're like, I don't know how you're, that was incredible. How'd you do it? And I've almost felt like I need to keep to myself, my preparation because yes. their lack of confidence in it, whoever it is, I know sometimes I struggle to differentiate as well. I'm getting better yeah. than people and accept the compliments of like, you're amazing because I do really quickly want to be like, I don't know what I'm doing, which isn't true, Yeah. but I see other people do it differently. 
And I even feel guilty sometimes when maybe I'm doing something and I see them put in a lot more practice work, it looks like to me, and I get the better feedback. And then that sounds like I'm like, look at no. me, not yeah. at everything, right? But these things that, right, I'm, I love and I think are I have a gift for, then I feel the guilt of, is it okay that I didn't do any of what you did? Yeah. You know? Oh, Julie, and again, not trying to make about myself, but I feel like with that acceptance, I think that there is the admission at times, or maybe it's the acceptance that every now and again, it maybe won't work that way. And that's where I then I'll beat myself up, right? And say, okay, next time I'm going to prepare. I've fallen on my face and been like, yeah, you know? Yeah, and it's okay. So let me ask you this one. We got a couple more minutes. I like that. So I think maybe what, what we're talking about here too is, and they say exquisite sensitivity to criticism or rejection. Exquisite sensitivity. I like that. And this is the this is where the concept of rejection sensitive dysphoria, which describes a tendency on the part of people who have ADHD to overreact precipitously and disastrously to even the slightest perceived put down, oh. uh, dis or vague negative remark. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like I've never heard this with ADHD. Oh, so even was, in our even in our trailer, yeah. when you said, "What is with this rejection sensitivity?" I was like, "That's a thing." Oh man. And I, <laughs> This is very vulnerable for me to do this podcast yeah. because I'm sitting here. Oh, is that some of what I experienced? Which I'm not always as excited to share those insecurities, right? But oh yeah, do when you said rejection and security, I totally have a like, you will not hurt me. If something, if I get hurt, I'm like, okay, okay. First, it's my fault. I beat myself up. And also I'm mega independent. I don't need people. I can do it. It's okay. And I'm going to be better. And here's all the ways I'm going to be better. And I just struggle. Yeah, And it's just so hard to know what's what, right? Because yeah. I have other things in my life that that could for sure make sense of that. And what, that's what I always used it for. But then I heard you say that about ADHD and I was like, oh, mama. Well, okay. Let me, oh, let me share this. And let me share this with you too. And then, and then I want to do the love ADHD wrap up because I'm oh. super excited. That was so nice that you got me on that one last time. Yeah. So may, we'll have to talk about rejection sensitivity pretty soon because okay. the, I think this is such a big one. And I'll tell you from my therapist chair with my virtual couch podcast, I was made aware of rejection sensitivity. It's called RSD, rejection sensitive dysphoria quite a while ago. And the article I was sent in essence says it's therapy resistant. So I was like, I'm not doing this one because the concept is that it's, there's a, this thought of that people with ADHD, whether they know it or not, have probably received a, a couple thousand more rejections by the time you hit 12, 13 years old, just in the mm-hmm. way of like, not right now, champ, no, bud, no. And so then it, that's what it feels like to be us as a kid. And so then we go in with this anticipatory rejection. So rejection is, it is bigger. And so then it hits pretty fast and you can get all up into your amygdala and get into this negative re- rejection. And so this one article that was kind of the standards for quite a while said, so it's therapy resistant. And I'm like, I refuse to think it's therapy resistant. And so then this book ADHD 2.0 comes out and it mentions it, but I love that it's just saying, here's one of the things that you need to be aware of. And because I think being aware of it, I can start to notice that this, I am, oh, check that out. I am, I'm anticipating rejection. So I'm being a little bit more negative as I'm asking for permission to do something that I shouldn't be handing my power over to that person who doesn't know what it's like to be me. I think you and I have done it with each other. Yeah, I think so. Like even in our text, we and, and it looks like kindness almost, yeah. but I'm like getting ready for it. But if you don't want to, it's fine. And I, I call, yeah. Oh, like I'm like, it's like people like they'll want to buy my book and I like go to this place. I'm like, maybe they don't have any. I'll just, I'll just pay for it. Like, I'll, you know, like I just yeah. so quick to like, oh, that's a lot of money. It's not a lot of money to a lot of people. Right. But right. I'm just, yeah, just, and it's, it's, 
I call I call it having a nice off when you run into somebody else like that. Yeah. And so you, yeah, so, better we, for yeah, sure. As I've learned yeah. boundaries and things like there's been a lot of stuff that's happened, but this framework with ADHD is just fascinating. Yeah. I, so it's, that's why I'm so excited though. Cause you can tell that this is, I, it's going to be fun. Cause I, I really, I, I love knowing about it. I've embraced it with everything I've got. And I love the fact that this is where you're at right now. So I get to be the, the Yoda to your Luke mm-hmm. Skywalker. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So here's yeah. the big question. Okay. Yeah, and, and this is funny. So even this one, when you asked me this last week, I worried that I didn't understand at first. And I know that's a little bit of my rejection sensitivity. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I, is this what you think I should do? And then, okay. So you are ADHD now. You are ADHD personified. Yes. And you, yeah. you can just send one message to somebody who has just been diagnosed. Maybe it's a, a young Julie Lee, her very self. Cause I'm what such a it. Cause I know so much. Right. Oh, right. exactly. It's been weeks. Right. So then, all right. So what would your message say? You are ADHD. Julie Lee, take the stage. I love you. And I'm giving you the biggest hug in the world because you're awesome. And so much of the good you've accomplished and done in life is actually partly because of me. And I'm going to take some credit for that as ADHD. And if we can work together, you're going to be freaking unstoppable. And I love you. Love ADHD. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's what I believe. I do. Oh. And some of that's faith. I don't know all of that for myself. I'm not totally there, but I just have this internal faith that that's true. And that a lot of the good things I've done in my life are impacted by that. And so knowing this is only going to make me do better. I think, I hope. You're right. You're spot that. on. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I feel that. That concept of differentiation really is that every single thing that we go through in life as us becomes an opportunity to self-confront and grow, period. And so it, you as the only you having that ADHD, then it, it, here it is. So let's do this. And then this. it becomes, yeah, and it becomes like a really powerful thing, except for yeah. kind of when you forget stuff, then it's maybe not as fun. All right, Julie Lee, thank you for uh, letting us get to know you. You're so welcome. Thanks and for then, caring. Uh, yeah. Do we, do we have a cool thing to say at the end? No, on my podcast is always like, my name is Julie Lee and I see you. You don't I do know, Yours was cool. You oh, I see you. I say now lunch. taking us out per usual, the wonderful, talented Aurora Florence with her song. It's wonderful. And I'll see you next week on the virtual couch. So that doesn't work here. Think. Okay. What? Okay. Here. Okay. And we're going to, we're airing this. I'm not editing this out because this is ge- awesome. uh, ge- genius and scattering meat if right people here. People stay after this. They're committed for sure. Okay. Yeah. What, what if, well, okay. So what if it's the, okay. And then like halfway through one of us wrapping it up, I just hit stop because that's represents ADHD. Sure. Let's try it this time. Let's see how that goes. I may disagree by next week, but let's go with it. Okay. Cause I have to tell you, um, 